We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so happy to be spending some time with you here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. I'd like to ask you a question. What are your thoughts about commitment? Just now, consider the word commitment and check with your body. As you scan your energy inwardly, how do you feel? And where do you feel it? As you think about the word commitment, do you take a deep breath and feel a sense of excitement and expansion? Or do you feel a density, heaviness, and constriction anywhere inside of you? When I work with people, often the subject of commitment shows up. And generally speaking, there's a discomfort and fear around the word and energy of commitment. Abraham Abraham Hicks has said only about two or three people out of 10 are really committed to being here on planet Earth and really saying yes to this human experience. And that is why most people are not having a very good time of it. I believe in order to be truly prosperous, healthy, and fulfilled in our relationships and our lives, we need to be fully committed to ourselves and to our earthly adventure. I personally decided to commit to myself and my journey several years ago. And what that has meant for me was the willingness to take 100% responsibility for everything in my life and to permanently give up the victim stance. That one was not easy. It also meant putting both feet solidly on my healing path, loving myself first, being a living example of love and truth, and claiming my authentic power. Making this commitment does not mean things will always be easy, but what I have found is that life takes on a new quality of depth, breadth, vitality, and vibrancy. It does take courage to commit, and it does take courage to fully explore your talents And it can be really scary to authentically share your gifts with the world. But until you do, you're only half alive and life happens to you instead of through you. So if you were to ask my opinion, I would invite you to put both feet into this human adventure, onto this path and say yes to life. Yes to your brilliance, beauty and the love that you are. I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with someone who is truly a shining example of this subject and a living testament to her teachings and beliefs. We are so very fortunate to be spending some time with accomplished actress, author, teacher, and healer, Dee Wallace. Dee has been in 130 films and more than 400 commercials and is one of Hollywood's most sought-after TV guest stars. Dee became an icon in the role that would define motherhood for a generation as Mary in E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Dee has written three books, including Conscious Creation, The Big E, and her latest book, Bright Lights, Bright Light, Spiritual Lessons from a Life in Acting. Dee is a beloved acting coach, a sought-after speaker, an internationally known healer, spiritual teacher, and spiritual advisor. Dee has also developed the I Am Method of Healing, which I'm very excited to talk about and learn about. She's also a clairaudient who helps others discern energetic blocks that are preventing them from creation in a fun and joyful way. So Dee Wallace, I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you here today on Empower Radio. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. What a, 
What a promo. I, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, did, really, am I all that? <laughs> yes, you are, that and much, much more. <laughs> I finished reading your book. I'm claiming it, baby, you know, I'm claiming it. I think you should. I mean, you've clearly committed to being human. You've committed to your healing journey, and you are a living example. I knew you were a wonderful actress. I really didn't know you were such an incredible teacher and, and such a profound light worker. So when I was reading your book, I'm like, are you kidding me? I had no idea. I thought you were just another pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that judgment thing, you know? We just got to yeah. get out of that judgment thing. <laughs> It's so true. You can have it all. You can be it all. And like I said, I'm so um, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because you are truly a living example of that. Having it all, being it all, living it all, and really claiming your light in a full, vibrant, powerful, creative way. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am. And I wasn't always. Uh, I was, um, well, a wee bit of a victim and uh, had all of these blessings in my life, but I didn't have the concept that I had them. I didn't have, I wasn't living in the reality that I had them. And therefore, my reality was I didn't have them, even though I did. And I think that's so important for people to get that uh, unless you acknowledge your blessings, then you still live in the reality that you don't have them. That's true. You're uh, for example, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, we all know people who have enough money but live in the experience that they don't. Mm -hmm. And so they're always worried about it and always stressed about it. And so the reality is they have plenty, but their reality is they don't. And well, you bring up a great point. It's sort of like, I, I think a lot of people think a lot of money is going to give them a sense of safety and power and freedom, but we can have safety and power and freedom in this moment, here and now, regardless of what's in our checking account. Well, indeed, we, we have to if we want to create the money for our checking account. See, that yes. it always comes first. The, the place of power is you. And so when you know you're secure, when you know that you're in balance, when you know you are enough, not have enough, but that you are the beingness of enough, and everything else in your life starts falling into place and matching that. But we have been taught, well, when I get the relationship, I'll be happy. When I get the money, I'll be secure. When I get the healthy body, I will know that I have wellness and health in my life. And it's, as my mother used to say, Fast backwards. We have to see it in order to manifest and create the reality of it in our lives. It's, it's so true. I love something you said right there. It might be my new Facebook up, update, my status update. The place of power is you. <laughs> yes, it's working Absolutely. from the inside out instead of the outside in. Only way to do it. And Only that's way never the way it's been taught, you see. Yes. Well, something We've I all really, been really taught. Loved... Yes. Sorry? Well, I, something I really loved about your book, your healing journey, was that you started at a place of great power, celebrating yourself. You moved to Hollywood very young. You started getting your acting jobs. And you were creating out of this powerful vortex, but you, you say that you were a little bit naive but it was so effective. And then you started questioning and doubting and then the, those wonderful things stopped. 
And then you started noticing this pattern of, of how life was working and then not working. And I love how you kind of wove through this journey and brought us along with you through this adventure, a little bit of trial and error, but being pretty conscious through the process. Why are things working? Why are not things not working? So I, I love how I would call you the wounded healer. You have, um, you're now, um, living the example of your teachings and you, you learned my virtue of walking through them. It's not theory, it's actual experience. And I, oh, that's why bet. I love the, reading this book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my, my great wish for writing this book is that people pick it up and go, Oh, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. This is my opportunity. And actually a lot of the comments on Amazon are about that. You know, I picked this book up to read about your life, B, and I found my own. And there's wow. no greater gift, I think, that you, that you can give a person in the expansion world than saying, yes, you touched my life because I got to see me. I'm a big proponent on naivete. I, I I think it's gotten a bad rap. <laughs> innocence, yes, you know, innocence is a beautiful thing. <laughs> well, it's and and we've heard it for a long time. If you want to get to the kingdom of heaven or get back home, in the case of ET or and Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, right? You've got to know uh, and be as a little child. And, and we've heard it over and over and over again. If you want to get into the kingdom, you be as a little child. And what are children? They're naive, trusting, beautiful, joyful, happy pieces of energy that are saying what they want. Mm-hmm. And not having any fear that they're not going to get it. I mean, when a kid says, I want skates for Christmas, he's stating what he wants. He's totally believing that Santa will bring it to him. He's in total trust and expectation that it's going to be there. And he's not figuring out how he's got to manipulate Santa into doing it, right? He just knows. And that's what we're all trying to get back to. It's true. It's it's the journey of the hero. And we start with that innocence. And then it it seems like the world and, and outer reality can beat us up. And we start going into question and doubt. But if we keep going, we can get to this place of this breakthrough where we start to come back. And we can come full circle and be that conscious creator with that, that energy of innocence being a big part of it, but not being the, the whole picture anymore. Conscious creators, conscious co-creators. And I see that you are absolutely teaching that in a really powerful, joyful way. And um, there's something you write about a lot in your book, and I agree with this, but I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about the importance. You know, you talk about asking for what you want and directing energy. What is the power and importance of surrender in this process? Well, because when you surrender, you... You accept, basically. Mm -hmm. Surrender is accepting. And you can't have co-creation without surrender. You just can't. So Mm -hmm. our job is to say what we want. And as you spoke so eloquently in the beginning of your show, commit to it. Most Mm -hmm. people are saying, well, I kind of sort of want this. And wouldn't it be nice if I had it? That's far different than 
I am committed to creating myself as an actress. I'm committed to creating more abundance in my life. I am committed to creating health. And that, that opens up all the energy then that can come in and co-create with you. And you surrender to that. And I think so many times people, um, well, we just don't send our energy out, you know. We're, we hold it within ourselves and we say, uh, okay, I have to figure this out. I have to manipulate it. I have to work really hard. I have to micromanage it. And we just don't say, this is what I want, and I'm committed to it, and I'm standing in the knowing that it will be delivered to me, and now I'm going to send it out so that all other energy that harmonizes with this can find it, latch on, and be returned to me. Mm. And that, that sending out, it's the, it, if you want to look at it through a scientific point of view, it's the Taurus, right? That mm-hmm. you send it out, it, it attracts other energy, and then it folds back into itself so that it's returned to you. And, and it's, a, it's not a, let me see if it comes back to me, let me see if I can do it. It's just that, no, that's a scientific law. That's the way it works. And so I stand in my knowing and my joy, and I just keep creating. I just keep creating. And that's another really big message that I have in the book, is if somebody or something gets in your way, uh, hurts you in any way, whether it's the death of someone in your life or a business that falls out or a tornado that happens, whatever it is, then you go, okay, I'm going to keep creating. And if I have to go over here, I'll go over here. But I am going to keep creating me and what I want. Yeah, I, I love hearing what you're saying. And you, what, I, what I hear you saying is just put out what you want, relax, and receive it because you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big sticking point for a lot of people when they're not able to manifest it on some deep level. They don't really believe they're worthy. They don't believe they deserve it. So it's going to make it impossible to attract it. Bless you. (laughs) Thank you. I will take that blessing. And (laughs) I think, um, you know, the corners, I know that the cornerstone of everything is loving yourself. Uh, I get up every day. And as I shared with you, I say my intention for the day is to connect to the highest knowledge from the world of all possibilities with the highest understanding possible to serve myself, others, the world this way. And show me all day how I can love myself more. Because we are not, we are just never taught to love ourselves. Actually, we're taught the opposite. To, from the time we're very little, you know, give your toy away. And, well, Becky doesn't want to do that, so you need to do what Becky needs to do. Give yourself up in order to make other people happy. And that's not the highest love for The highest love for yourself is, is really how do I serve myself in being love and staying in love and giving myself through love. And when I do that, I serve everybody else in the highest way. 
Yeah, it, it's true. It, 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 I say it's simple, but it's not easy. It really does boil down to that. That's, that's Well, I, I that's mean, it. if you love yourself, you're going to choose the right food to eat. If you love yourself, you're going to choose to bring yourself back out of anger and out of victimness because you know it breaks down your immune system. It know, You know it keeps you in an unhappy state in your life. You, If you truly love yourself, you choose to empower yourself in every way through your thoughts, your actions, and your decisions. I like that. The vision I'm getting is like having a, a, a compass. And if you love yourself, that compass is just naturally going to work. You can yes. trust that. I, I like that. And, so and I know. when we truly love ourselves, we know that we're the highest power for us. We were given the free will to create us as the gods of us that we are. And when you truly know that, you're free. I so love that. It's like listening to me, except for you choose different words. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's so when the soulmates come together, isn't it? <laughs> I, just, I just love it. It's like, it's like, truly, I do believe when you take responsibility for loving yourself and, you know, taking care of yourself, it's sort of like your vibration raises and you connect with other people of like mind because water will always find its own level. You don't have to reach. You don't have to grab. You don't have to push. So I'm just basking in my reflection, hanging out with you here. And I know anybody that's listening to us is going, I can totally relate to this. <laughs> this is really right, fun. Right. But D, I know because I've read your book that it wasn't always, your life has not been um, all gumdrops and roses and unicorns and rainbows. You've gone through some really intense and challenging stuff. And, and it seems to me you've really gotten to the other side in such a beautiful, grace-filled way. But I know as a young girl, um, your father committed suicide. And that is profound. I'm wondering how that kind of set you up or affected you on your on your path. Well, that's an interesting question. I sometimes I think my life with him uh, through alcoholism affected me more than his eventual suicide mm. uh, because I kind of I kind of watched him kill himself every day, and uh, I think the the lack of dependency and not knowing whether I could depend on him, the constant state of, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And is the other shoe going to fall? Uh, I think that actually affected me even more than the suicide. And it, it has been my greatest challenge, really, to... Uh, to be in that knowing that the universe always provides for me because I choose it to, mm. uh, not because it has to, uh, but because I'm allowing it to through the direction of my own energy. And um, also to, to really choose not to be the victim that my father was. Um, and I think, and I, 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 hope I do not offend anyone by using this example, but we've got to let go of our stories. And his story was, I was really damaged in the war. And so I can't ever get myself back together again. Mm. And he pretty much lived his life out with the belief that he had no control over creating himself again from that experience. So... Um, 
I mean, I've, you know, I also lost my beloved husband um, years ago when he turned 55. Yeah, that I, broke my heart. Girl, I literally cried when I read that in your book. Because it seems like you had such yeah, a powerful connection with this man, such a spiritual um, partnership with this man. And I can totally relate because I have that with a man. And when I read that, it's like I, I started to cry. My heart just broke for you. I mean, that must have really been just so, so I, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to imagine how hard that was on your heart and your soul. And you were a mother. You had a young daughter at that time. Yeah, and actually, I think... That was the hardest part, was that I looked at my little girl and thought, oh, God, now this has happened to her. You know, because I'd been through it. I'd been through the loss of my father. I was older, but I don't, I'm not sure that that made much difference because your mind doesn't reason out any of that stuff, you know. It's it, you're, it's like you're saying, it's it's a hard hit. And I did have this amazing spiritual connection with Christopher. We were truly soulmates. And yet, he was the first one that got me involved in a philosophy called conceptology, which was literally the precursor for the secret and all this stuff that we're doing now. And um, I know and, and knew at the time unconditionally that the first thing he would have said was this is a part of life, this is the part of the process. You'll never understand it, there's a reason, move on. And um, because we had that understanding, I was able to do that, um, not easily and not quickly, but eventually. And, um, and I... I think that is my tough love message to everyone, that we have all been hurt and abandoned and betrayed and gone through loss. We all have multitudes of past life stories along with this story that can still affect us genetically and otherwise. And again, we are the only ones that can set us free. We have to claim our power of the free will that we are and go, what do I want to create out of this free will that I am? It's my choice and I can direct the energy any way that I want to direct it, but I have to do it. And then the whole universe can come in to support you in that. But if you continue to say, I am a victim, then that is the direction of your energy and all the universe can do then is match that. Is meet you there. Yeah, I say all the time, there's only two ways to live, victim or empowered. And, and yes. you know, we all feel like a victim when terrible things happen. There's no doubt about that. But to remember in those moments that, you know what, I'm not a victim. I feel like it and I'm sad and I have my emotions. But in truth, I'm, I'm a powerful creator. And I love something you wrote in your book. I highlighted this because I thought it was so beautiful. And it's just exactly what I think you're saying here. Our emotional wounds are our stories, our baggage that keeps us tied to our mental safety nets of control and fear. When we can live in the creative, joyful light that is our authentic self, we cast those nets aside for the wings of flight into all possibilities. Wow, that's pretty good. I love that. You are good. 
I know. I just got goosebumps. I was like, she totally channeled that. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah, I, and so I was true. Thinking, I was thinking the same thing when you said that. Wow, that was a good channel. <laughs> <laughs> you were downloading some good stuff. I know. I got goosebumps throughout your book. And that was one of us. Like, I highlighted and put stars by that. And it's like, that's so true. It's such a profound truth. And if we can remember that, even when we're hurting, that can get us back into the vortex, like what you were saying, get us into alignment much more quickly instead of we're instead of stewing outside of that, that um, energy of, of true authentic power and healing and, and staying in that victim stance. So I like having little things like that. I write them down for myself and I like to share them with people when they're starting to kind of be, I don't know, sucked into that the drama and the pain of being yeah. human. Yeah. See, the if you want to go from victor from victim to victor really quickly, just go, wow, what reaction do I want to choose? Nice. It, it's a really good way to um, test or bring yourself back into the creation process is uh, because basically, when you're in reaction, you're out of creation. Mm. And so if, well, you know, the other day I had been traveling 14 hours. The flight, second flight had been delayed. They got us on the plane, and then they said, OMG, we have too much fuel. Everybody's got to get off again, <laughs> right? And I felt myself immediately go into that knee-jerk, Oh, my God, I'm so tired, and I've been traveling 12 hours. How the heck could they not know they have too much, you know, the whole thing we go through. And I literally stopped on the walk back in, and I said, All right, Deanna, in this moment, you have a choice. (laughs) You can go down into the toilet bowl of all this victim stuff, or you can choose to make the next half hour the most fun half hour you can. So we got off and all these women had recognized me. So I said, all right, you guys, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do Facebook. So we all took pictures (laughs) together and we posted them about this ridiculous flight that found out they had too much fuel and blah, blah, blah. And we had, by the time we we're supposed to get back on the plane. We really didn't want to because we were having so much fun. I love but that story. If we hadn't stopped in that moment, it would have gone the other way. Down the toilet, like you said. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk to Dee about her method of healing that she developed, I Am Method, what a private session with her is like, and how you can personally connect with her. Can you imagine? What a gift. All right, hang on. We'll be right back. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? 
My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. License and registration. But I'm walking. Do you want to upset an officer of the law? No, sir. Good. I pulled you over today for littering. Uh, I didn't litter. <laughs> wow. That's what they all say. Unfortunately, I saw you drop a pair of thunder thighs a few blocks back. Probably happened as you were biting into that apple you're holding. Uh, how'd you know they're my thunder thighs? Well, my young friend, I'd like to say two years in the police academy helped figure it out. But between us, it was smallstep.gov. Smallstep.gov? Yep, Rooney. It's this site with tons of easy ways to lose weight. Some steps are so easy, people don't realize they're doing them. Like you taking small step number 83, snack on fruits. Go to smallstep.gov, you'll see. You can drive off now. I'm still walking. Take a small step to get healthy at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and a the Ad Council. A bright future starts with a healthy lifestyle. Pinocchio, Good nutrition and physical activity are fuel for your child's mind and body. Now you're talking. And the food pyramid will help you find the right balance of everything you and your child need. Grains, vegetables, fruits, oils, milk, and meats and beans. Nothing can stop me now. Just remember, smart choices from every food group, along with the right amount of physical activity, can put everyone on the path to better health. You don't have to make a wish for a healthier you to come true. Just eat right. Here's an apple. Be active. Come on, I'll race you home. And make it balance. boy, Pinocchio. A healthy lifestyle can lead to great things for you and your child. Visit MyPyramid.gov to learn more. That's MyPyramid.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ad... You're listening to Empower Radio. Now, back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my wonderful friends. So happy to be spending some time with you and so happy to be having this conversation with actress, author, teacher, and spiritual healer, Dee Wallace. Thank you for being here, Dee. I'm enjoying you thoroughly. Oh, I'm having so much fun. I suspect so, you usually are. being <laughs> with you, yeah. Well, I'm curious, you know, I want to go into your IM method of healing and some things that you have coming up. But before we do that, I, I am really curious. I personally came from a small town in Kansas to L.A. to be an actress. Oh, so I was, I've, I'm from Hutchinson. Kansas. I know you're from Kansas City. But I was reading some of your stuff and I was like, gosh, I feel like I am reading my story. And I found the acting world and auditions and, and this whole... Um, Hollywood lifestyle to really take a toll on me. And then I came to realize that I wasn't truly, I didn't have the soul of an actress. A friend said, Tammy, you're more of a shaman than an actress. And things just clicked for me. But you truly do have the soul of an actress, well, and a shaman, both, I think. But you have also said that Hollywood can take its toll on people. So I'd like to know a little bit more about what you meant when you said that. Well, you know, I think Hollywood is just a metaphor for life, really. Life, life takes its toll on people, if that's the perspective that we hold. Mm. But there's no better 
microcosm, okay, of life than Hollywood, because everything is very heightened. Um, for example, most people uh, have to audition for a job once, twice, maybe three or four times in their lives. We have to do that sometimes four times a day. Mm-hmm. So if if you can't if you can't um, not get the job, if you can't be rejected without knowing that it has no statement about you, that you just didn't quite fit what they were looking for, then you're going to have uh, a difficult time being an actress, being an actor. So everything is very heightened. Um, we're told point blank, we don't want you. Mm-hmm. We're told point blank, the audition wasn't good enough, right? And so it's, it's so important to be able to separate what you do from who you are. Wow. And, and that, I think, is the greatest challenge uh, of Hollywood. And, you know, when people hurt you and you pull back your light, which is what happened to me, and I talk about it a lot in Bright Light. You see, what, what we should do when we're hurt is open our hearts more and go, okay, I'm just going to keep creating, like I, we talked about earlier. But what happens is we get hurt, we shut down our hearts, we become smaller, we dim our light, we don't send it out, and then it appears that the universe is against us and the world isn't helping us create who we are. When in essence, we've just stopped creating us. And Mm -hmm. it's incredibly easy to do in Hollywood because you feel like you have to protect yourself all the time from the brutal honesty that goes on in our business. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yes. So much competition. It's so easy to buy into that, you know, that there isn't enough parts that, that, that we're not good enough. It, you know, I like what you said, it's a very heightened, um, experience of life, if you will. And if you don't have a strong sense of self, if you don't love yourself, it could kind of roll over you. Absolutely. And I want to speak to that competition thing that you just mentioned, because I'm doing a big uh, webinar on independence and freedom. This month, I believe it's on the 17th, and um, the information's already starting to come in. And they mentioned competition on my show this morning. And they said, whenever you're in competition with someone else, you are not in your freedom. Because competition uh, brings in, well, there's not enough, and somebody's got to be less than or more than. and and judgment, and the only way to truly be in freedom is to be in competition with your own highest good and your own highest well, what they call in the Olympics your high your your own personal best, right? Mm, yes, so I love that. That's true freedom and competition and trying to get stuff. And you see that a lot in our political arena right now, creates the lack of freedom and certainly uh, 
separation where all the energy is at working together for the highest good. It's so true. It's so true. And to remember, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's like I say, there's no co- competition. It's cooperation. There's enough here for yes. all of us. But if you buy into competition, it is going to create that experience of lack and winners and losers. And, it, and Yes. And the more each individual person uh, is creating that within themselves, the more we create it in the world. When yes. the majority of the energy goes you know what? We can live together. And the Republicans and the Democrats can work together. And we can all uh, come in to compete with ourselves about our highest, best around divine love. I do believe and I am committed to knowing and creating the experience of the world that way, then it happens. As soon as the majority of our energy knows that, it happens. It's a law. It's a scientific law yeah, as well I as a spiritual absolutely agree. law. I totally agree with the way you, you think. And, and I see like a lot of friends getting into these debates and getting so angry about it. And I said, you know, what feels better to me is just go inside and take personal responsibility for my reality. And I think well, that's, that's, that's a more empowered do. stance. And- yeah. Yeah. The more anger and judgment you go into, the more of what you don't want you create. That's so true. That's so true. So yeah, it's like totally. I I don't participate in those debates for very long. <laughs> I might be there for a minute. But it, you know, it's a choice. They they can do that if they want, but I choose not to really hang out there for very long because it doesn't feel good. I'd rather have conversations like this. <laughs> exactly. You and know, that's why I love Empower Radio. It's like Brent had this idea of creating this forum where we could talk about what was right with the world and what's good and to give people tools to make their lives better because I think what we focus on increases. And so I'm yes. just going to do that for myself. <laughs> and I know you're doing it. And um, that. that's my choice. I love the choices you make. And again, that you're a living example of this. And and it kind of boils down to something I think your your grandmother said. Is it Grambo? Grand Bow, Bowers, If you if you love life, life will love you back. So I am choosing yep. to love life, and I'm choosing to love myself. And as I've made that choice, my life has consistently improved. And um, I'm standing I see with that that's you in that, baby. Yep, yep. Just uh, it's a celebration now. There's no competition. It's a celebration and cooperation with some amazing friends. And I highly recommend it. And what I also highly recommend is um, Dee has this wonderful, um, powerful healing program coming up for people. You said it's a four-month intensive program for people to joyfully create themselves. Now, that sounds like a good time. Can you tell me more about that? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I um, I coined a phrase some years ago called Resigive, which is, the equal balance of receiving and giving, like a great hug, you know. You can't hug somebody and give a hug and not receive a hug if you're both hugging, which is what we want to do with the universe. We want to have a great big love hug with the universe. And this is what this program is about. It's four months of one-on-one really um, personal work with myself and my healing partner, Jared Hewitt. In those four months, six one-hour privates, three with me and three with him, 
there is a call every week uh, of the community, which we are limiting to uh, only 80 people so that we can give all this personal work to. Um, once a week, there's a social networking site that's set up just for this community to support each other. We will be available 24-7 for any questions or things that come up in the moment or, oh, my God, D, this is this happened. Why did it happen? How can I hold my balance? You know, it's just that because what I've found in working with most of my clients is they get it and then they lose it and they get it and they lose it. Mm -hmm. And through the channel, what I was told is if they can consistently have support for a four-month period, then they move into what we're talking about, about being so aware and so conscious that they can automatically bring themselves back to the creation point. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. There's a bunch of free stuff you get to, you know, like all the good programs. But uh, I'm just really excited about the rest of Gives and feel really good about what we're giving and the fact that we are receiving a fair monetary uh, exchange for this. It's so reasonable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> if anybody's interested in checking it out, they just have to go to lettheshifthitthefan.com. Lettheshifthitthefan.com. <laughs> and they can uh, read all about it. But it's 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 just going to be a lot of fun and a lot of community coming together around this united intention to do, to joyfully create us, you know. So thank you for, for mentioning that because I'm, I'm totally stoked about what we're offering here, as you can hear. Well, it sounds like so much fun. Let the shift hit the fan. I'm like, this sounds hysterical. This sounds powerful. This sounds like a great time. This sounds like a lot of fun. I might want to do this. <laughs> well, you know, it's got to be fun. Creation has to be fun. I think so many of us are under the misnomer that you have to be in silence and meditate for three hours a day. And all that's great if you love to do that. Personally, for me, I'm a, a doer and a and a beer and a live in the momenter and that's not my style. My style is more energetic experience. Stuff. Yeah, you're very you're so, very vibrant and colorful and bold and fun and you've got such a high energy. I I know that a lot of people resonate with you and your energy and your work and it is. It's a good time hanging out with Dee Wallace. <laughs> So, Dee, I also want to talk about uh, what a private session with you is like. Because say people, well, you know, I don't know if I can really commit to four months, but I'd like to have a session with Dee. You know, I know big shifts can happen pretty quickly. What is a private session with you like? Oh, that's an interesting question. I've, I've never had that question before. <laughs> um, all right. Well, basically what I do, what my beautiful gift that I've been given, that I asked for, but that I've been given, is I'm able to go into a person's energy and extrapolate kind of the spider web of connections around their belief systems that are sabotaging what they're saying they want. Mm. And um, so a, a private session begins with, you know, you calling and I say, hi, baby case or hi, awesome person or whatever comes <laughs> out. And, 
uh, I go, okay, uh, uh, we balance the energy, and I say, okay, whatever you want to talk about. And you bring in literally whatever you want to talk about. We always get to the highest answers and the most complete answers around that within a one-hour period. We can go to several different issues, uh, money, relationships, health, and it's always fascinating to me, and I'm sure you find this too, that by the end of the hour, everything that you've talked about is a composite and affects everything else that you've talked about. So Mm -hmm. what comes in around the health, what comes in around the money, what comes in around the relationships, all affect each other and serve to create the entire um, picture that you need. And I often times, often hear uh, at the end of this session, oh, my God, I would never have been able to get to this through my conscious mind that, that we do in therapy. Uh, this is further than I've gotten in a year in therapy that I've done. And I hear that a lot. And uh, I, I can stand by that in a private session that because it's not me, it's the channel. Yes. And if your intention is to bring in your highest and um, most good through that channel, it always happens because you've directed it to. And so it must come forward for you. And, um, yeah, that's in a nutshell what we do. Yeah, and and I love what you're saying. I, I I do this a lot with clients too. I have them really set their intention, and my intention is always to empower their intention. And I know you have such high-minded intentions. You want to go for the highest, deepest level of healing. And I know we can't we can't make somebody go any further, deeper, faster, higher than they want to go. But if they want it and you want it, miracles will absolutely happen. Absolutely, and. I want to be very clear about the belief that I I don't believe I heal anybody. I believe that I am given the information that allows you to heal yourself. Mm. And everyone has to take the responsibility. And sometimes that can be unconscious. Like when you go to a doctor that you believe in, when you walk into that office, you're saying, I believe in you. I am allowing you to heal me because I have the belief that you can. But ultimately, you are still taking responsibility for healing yourself by giving them the power to do that, right? Again, yes, nobody can do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. Yes. Good stuff. And I know you also um, developed a uh, method of healing, and I want to know more about that. You call it the I am method of healing. What exactly is that? It sounds really powerful. Well, the, what we've been talking about leads right into that. Um, in the beginning, God said, I am that I am. I have to say I am if I'm going to be. I have to claim it, right? I yes. have to define it. And so... The words, your I am presence, your creative power is the most powerful force on earth. But the words you put after I am are the direction of that power. So you get up and say, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Your 
energy, your I am presence will give you the best fire it can give you. Mm. If you get up and say, I don't know, no matter what I do, I never have enough. Your I am presence will create the best not enoughness it can for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real uh, misunderstanding that people have. That, and that is the book that changed my life, the I Am Discourses, Volume 3 of the St. Germain series. And it literally said in there, God, the universe, the energy cannot create for you without your direction of it. And when I read that, I went, holy hell, I've got to direct God? What? I mean, it was almost blasphemous to me, this little kid from Kansas. And yet my work over the last five or six years has absolutely substantiated that fact, that the energy... You were given free will. It cannot and will not intercede on your behalf without your committed direction to what you want. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy, and it is. It does seem blasphemous if you've you know grown up in a, a Catholic church or a Baptist church or whatever. But it is true, and that is the double-edged sword of I think living on planet Earth. We we live in this realm of free will and choice. We have so much more power than we think. And if we don't claim it, if we don't commit to it, if we don't say yes to it, we're not going to be having the most um, powerful, creative, joyful experience that we can have. Uh, That's a true statement, and that's the only way it can be until you allow allow yourself to move into the power that you are. And. I like to use the words grace and power because so many people have identified power with force. And as you and I know, it's not the same thing. To Mother Teresa (laughs) was very powerful, so powerful that she stopped a war. Gandhi was so powerful that by being peaceful, he changed the face of the nation, right? So mm-hmm. we're not talking about forcing or manipulating, right, energy into doing anything. We're talking about directing it so that it has a clear direction of what you want it to be. I mean, you know, if I get up to do a movie and the director says, well, D, just do anything, that's not enough direction for me. <laughs> that's not a direction for my talent. To absorb, right? The universe is the same way. You're the writer, the director, the producer, and the ultimate distributor of the story of you. Mm -hmm. So you've got to decide what that story is. And it's not the story it's always been. It's the story you decide to write right now. Yes, and it does evolve and shift and change and expand and and transform. And again, we can we can claim the direction we want to go with with this creative medium called our lives. And that D is why I like your book, Conscious Creation: Directing Energy to Get the Life You Want. And I loved your autobiography, and I love this. They're kind of 
different sides of the same coin. And you say in the front of this book, this book was designed to give you a specific roadmap to creating an abundant, happy, healthy life. And it's full of specific tools that can really help a person if they're ready to say yes and consciously create a more full, joyful, abundant, vibrant life, then, then this book can support them in doing that. Absolutely. And that's what, it's all channeled information. And that was the specific intention. Again, how we can heal ourselves. What's more important than that? Nothing. And, and I would like to know, Dee, that brings up a question for me. Um, I use the word heal a lot, but as you're saying it right now, I would love to know what you mean when you say heal. Knowing that you already are. Huh. Knowing that you're already complete and perfect and whole and that you are the power of you. When you know that, you see all energy of you and the energy that you're co-creating with has got to um, jump on board and create that for you. Oh, I love it. So does anybody need to be healed anymore? No. Does everybody need to know that they are? Yes. Yeah, what I hear you saying is really accepting that we are vibrantly healthy, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, accepting that as the truth of who we are in this present moment. Uh, Absolutely. And you see, we can't create a knowingness of a world that reflects that if we keep thinking and being run from the world that hasn't created it already. You know, it's like Einstein said, you, you can't create the solution from the mind that created the problem. So that's why I keep encouraging everyone to let go of their stories. Because until you let go of your story, you're still living it. And if you're still living it, you're still directing energy to match that. I love that. You know, because I I know I was really attached to my story because it was such a good, sad story. And I thought I could get pity that way. And I did. But then I realized one day I'd really prefer compassion. And that really just meant having compassion for myself and being willing to give up the story. (laughs) And compassion. It's funny. You're using all these great words that we've just done work around. Uh, In the last webinar that I did, uh, compassion is strong, loving support. Not sympathy, right, but strong, loving support for the empowerment of you. So much better than pity, isn't it? I'm thinking so, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to take some of that. Well, Dee, this has been so much fun. You are such a wise and wonderful soul, and I'm just so honored to have spent this time with you. And I know you have another website. Is there any place else you want to be able to direct our listeners to connect with you other than let the shift, let the shift oh, hit yes, the fan? Yes. My website <laughs> is, is uh, I am, A-M, I am dwallace.com. And there's a lot of amazingly free, empowering things on that website that you can listen to creating ourselves after loss. There's a great past life regression that Dolores Cannon did on me with a message to all mankind that, well, it'll just move everybody. And so go in and play around and check it out. You'll have a great time. 
Um, yeah, and you have a radio story. show. So, yeah, there's a lot of D Wallace available. And from my perspective, a lot isn't enough. So go to her website, um, experience this woman, read her books, check her out. She's a bright light, and she will help you remember that you are as well. So thank you to my listeners. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Brent Carey. Oh, we'll thank hope to connect you so with you much. again soon. I've... Yeah, stay on the line, Dee. I want to say goodbye to you and thank you some more. So hang on. And okay. Brent, thank you. To my friends, onward and upward. Let's connect and play again really, really soon. God bless you.